Yes, Mr. Schwartz, that nitrogen <laughs> narcotics uh, discussion you had the other week was very fascinating, sir. <laughs> you are hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, let's. We, we might as well get right through this. We have an apology to make. No, we never admit guilt, first of all. <laughs> Don't you have any lawyers in your family? <laughs> No, we legitimately screwed up. There comes a time in every man's life. <laughs> you need to admit you're wrong. When, when, uh, when he knows he's been wrong, that he steps up and blames, and he does, and he and does blames what's right. somebody else. <laughs> That's one way people could handle it. But there's something uh, my gramps always told me, something I'll never, never forget. forget. <laughs> well, as difficult as, as it is, Maybe I'll be the first one to come out and apologize officially. And I'm going to say I really want you to know that I'm sorry, Babe Hyde. <laughs> we screwed up, Babe. Like we got a, we got an email from Babe. Well, how did we? Babe screw up? is a male diver. <laughs> I still don't see how we. Babe's screwed up. not a hot chick. <laughs> well, I guess that you know it is one of those names that could go both ways. It's very difficult to to discern. It was. Um, he says. Uh, he said it's just like a family nickname he had growing up, and Tammy was his wife's account that he uses for, for his email. So I, he's he's like, okay, I can get how you guys could screw it up, you know. So when like this is something that somebody does, you know, you 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 screw something up a little bit, and they have a little bit of understanding about it, and they, they come back to you and say, hey, you know, they don't make a big public appearance of of press blowing, release blowing it out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, I don't know. We're going into our third year. We've only really made one mistake. Right. We have to give a kudos out to our crack team of fact-checking interns. Well, Tiffany and the other girls. Tiffany and the gals. Tiffany and the girls at the main office <laughs> do a hell of a job with the fact-checking. Kudos. So while this may have seemed as if we were apologizing for an error... This is actually a pat on the back to the Great Dive Podcast for three great seasons. We're still in our third, but 2.2? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we started in April. Yeah, we're about 2.2 now, aren't we? And you, oh, are you saying you want some stats? Is that what you're saying? You're, you want stats? Do you, like, do you like stats? We're coming up on our 100,000th listener. Not bad. Not bad at all for Not two dudes for and a couple of guys out of the the old neighborhood. Yeah, in 2017 when we started this, we had just under nine thousand listens to the show, which was pretty good for a couple of idiots just blabbing about scuba diving. 2018 that jumped to over forty thousand. Sweet baby Jesus! And here we are, almost the middle of the year. 2019. Yeah, but it's really not the middle of our season since our season's no, out not middle on of March, the season. April time. For yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, first, first year first was quarter. a short. First year was a short year. True, you know, but uh, we um, greatly surpassed that in 2018, and then in 2019 we're actually over 45,000 listens already. We're projected for in 2019. A which projects us if, if these, if this curve keeps going the way it is, we'll be a billion by Friday, if my calculus is correct. And it usually is. And I dropped out two weeks into the first semester of it. You sound like those people that say arithmetics, maths, maths. I'm gonna do my maths. Yeah, because what's up with uh, adding an extra letter in math to maths? But it's, I mean, it's not maths. What are you doing? Two problems at once. Exactly. Just do the one math problem and move on to the next math problem. And that's how you do math. <laughs> Correct. There's no there's no point in adding an extra letter that doesn't need to be there. It's not like somebody's name. Yes, where you may want to add, just to spice up the name. If they've got a boring last name, you need to help them out sometimes. And that's well, where sometimes a creative a name license needs, comes Sometimes in. a name needs a little bit of flair. It does need flair or frair. Sometimes it needs frere. <laughs> it's not like, you know, name, people from France, their names are pretty artistically creative. They're beautiful. But like our names. Oh, like like like, like Michel Macaron. <laughs> See, oui. Oui, Jacques Cousteau. 
Cousteau. Is it Cousteau or Cousteau? There's an R somehow in there. In some parts of the country, it's Cousteau. Right. It's Cousteau. Exactly. Well, my name, even, if you pronounce it the way it's spelled, it's Bando. But the way I like the flair of Brando. Brando. Just... See, when you got an R in there, you can you can give a little bit more luster to it's it. Create, it's creative license. And that's what this world's all about, actually. That's what makes the world a better place. Don't you think? Why are people trying to bring everyone else down? Taking away the creativity. Like, what, what would you do if your name was Geg? Exactly. Who the hell's Geg? What a Who stupid name. Gag? What He's a stupid like a name that is. Man. But when you, c- you call the person Greg... Greg. He's Greg, like, you're like, wow, that's a great. He sounds like he's got personality. I'm gonna go with Greg. He's got personality. He's good looking, probably. Gag is. He's not even in a band. Greg is in a band. Gag, I have. I get nothing. Nothing comes up from Gag. <laughs> uh, Greg, and you could do that with any name. You could do it with their last okay, names too. What about you know, And what about boring last names? What if your last name's like Johnson, uh, and you're just another Johnson? But if your name was Johnson, Johnson or Johnson, whoa, whoa, this guy sounds <laughs> fascinating. And we do that and occasionally. Interesting, <laughs> exactly. This is for the benefit of these people. Most people appreciate it. That's what Some, makes us the Great Dive Podcast. Well, some people, you know, take a little offense. So I guess at the end of the day, we could say, yes, Mr. Fancher at Drive Alaska. Fancher? <laughs> I thought his name was Francher. Well, I no. think that's what our... Or it could be it could be French. It could be Francher. Francher. We never Francher. Really, we're never really formally introduced, so I mean... What's an R between friends? What's an R with fiends? Fiends, that's what what happens. Bunch of fiends. I mean, it's easy to mess up a mispronunciation, especially when we're as taxed as we are with all this stuff going on around us trying to produce a great podcast. Yeah. The Great Dive Podcast isn't great because we don't make mistakes. It takes a little bit of work. It does take some work. The mistakes we do make are well thought out. And result in an artistic flair that you can't find anywhere else. Everybody does it. Everybody makes a mistake. It's, it's I would just agree. like uh, everybody makes a little bit of mistake every now and again. In the dive world, it'd be equated to, I think, in my mind, being in a wetsuit. Everybody does it. There are two types of people in my mind. There are people who pee in their wetsuits, and, and then there's Ron Franchers. <laughs> The Ron Franchers of the world. <laughs> Who make a big deal about it. <laughs> Say that they didn't, but we all know when they take off their wetsuit. They peed in it. Everybody does. Everybody does it. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Yeah, so, hey everybody, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, and we got a serious question for you. What the hell do you do when you got to warm up your wetsuit? I know what I do. Who does? These people don't even know who you are. Because <laughs> they don't know that in reality, this is a Great Dive Podcast, and you're here with your one host, old Jamesy. 
and old Ron Francher. <laughs> Ron Francher. Ron Francher. Ron Francher. We. We, we. I just did a Google search of Ron Francher. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Ay, ay, ay. It looks like a uh, uh, just a collage. If you do the image search of people that you definitely don't want to run into at a family reunion. <laughs> so in that respect, so in that respect, we, we really apologize. Apologize. <laughs> we really apologize, Ron. Sorry, Ron. So that's uh, now maybe I know why you got so pissed off. What about Veronica Francher? Ron Francher's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, did you ever subscribe to Undercurrent Magazine? It sounds familiar, but it didn't have that little arrow kind of thing. It was the, like the newsprint. Yeah, but did it, was did it logo, have like a little... You recognize that logo? It um, came in... Um, no. This folded paper. It was like a little newsletter. Yeah. Type. Typewriter font. You know, pretty, pretty low, low key, but they they did a bunch of stuff with stories throughout New the New Times Roman or Ariel? What? Which one? Ariel. Ariel. Yeah. Okay. You know, That's type, a modern typewriter That's type modern. font. Okay. <laughs> typewriter type. Know your fonts. Know your fonts. Well, or uh, under- one cur- might say, know your fronts. Under. <laughs> Rundercurrent put together a book. Of a, of a collection of stories over the years. The book's called There's a Cockroach in My Regulator. Nice. Which, interesting enough, I don't, I don't know if I ever told that story, but I had a uh, I had a guy that I gave a regulator to, a rental regulator. And of all the people in the world, to get all the regulators in the world <laughs> on this one particular day in the, in, in the timeline, right? So I give him this regulator... And I don't know, like some like of all the some, gin like, joints in the world. Big cricket yeah. had made a home in had, there. had gotten into this yeah. second stage mouthpiece somehow in the rental room. I know I would teach students because there's a lot of stories. Weird things happen. People do not purge their rag away from them and they they turn on the gas and stick it in their mouth and poof, poof. Either purge or take an inhale, <laughs> and sometimes there's bees, spiders, flies. So, you know how many regulators I've opened up and had full on oh frightening on, yes. spider webs inside the second stage. Little baby spiders. Oh, oh man, yeah, 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 crazy. What what comes into that service department when I open it up? Yeah, I've I've heard the stories like, like and cocoons seen of stuff spider in yeah. spider egg nests. And, so there's well, a tip. This, a tip there's, for a, there's a tip of the day. <laughs> Is before you put the rag in your mouth, purge it away from you. Purge it a couple times away from you. Usually that'll take care of business. Especially if it's been a couple months since you grabbed the damn thing. Even if it hasn't. If you have it just sitting in your garage or wherever you keep your gear. Well, this attorney (laughs) who was like like a real, and he wasn't like a real outdoorsy kind of a guy to begin with. Well, he grabs this regular that I hand him. And he just grabs it, sticks it in his mouth, and <laughs> takes a chug off of it. It's not even hooked up to a to a tank, so he's not going to get any air. The best he's going to get is like a like a lockup. Why would he do that? I don't know if it was kind of nervous, you know, energy, just grabbing it and putting the mouthpiece on. Because I because I know because I know I got to check all my stuff, so I grab it. Well, there's a cricket sitting right in the mouthpiece nice. that <laughs> lands on his tongue, and he pulls this thing out. Eyes flare open. Let's out this shriek, and immediately he screams, "Cockroach!" Nice. There's a cockroach in my regulator, <laughs> sir. And, and, <laughs> we do not have cockroaches at. Sir, this is actually a crackroach. <laughs> so um, I know this story very well. There's a cockroach in my regulator. Bizarre and brilliant true diving tales from thirty years of undercurrent. The private exclusive guide for serious divers, and they were they, like in undercurrent. There was like a bunch of like like the bad stories from resorts yeah. that uh, you would get and and, and dive. Now by. I remember undercurrent. You remember, yes, like, they would have mm-hmm. like went on this liverboard and then like give like the dirty backroom mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. of the shit that went down on the on the liverboards. So there's a couple of uh, interesting stories in here about 
unconventional wisdom that a lot of divers don't don't really learn in their basic open water class. So there's a there's a story that says if you're diving with scuba shack in Kaihia, Maui, you had better hold your water. Is it Kaihia or Kraihia? Kaihia, Kaihia, Kraihia. Let's go with Kraihia on the being on the topic. Of How's it today. spelled? How's it spelled? K i h e i. Kraihia. Kraihia. Yeah, add the R in there. That's what we do. <laughs> if you're diving with Scuba Shack in Kraihia, Maui, you had better hold your water. As we reported in 2007, we being undercurrent, I do believe, they do not allow divers to pee in their wetsuits while in the water or even on the boat. You will not pee in your wetsuit. Well, only the British do that, or so we've been told, they say. They only pee in their wetsuit? The British are the only ones? That's what it says. Hmm. I just thought everybody did it. So uh, a subscriber, George Entwistle. You mean George Rentwistle? Yes. George. Oh, yeah, George Rentwistle. I know George Rentwistle, personally. <laughs> Do you know George Entwistle? No, there's no such person. <laughs> Not in the scuba world. He had dived with the company and recalls that during the first dive briefing, his boat captain told his group of 10 there would be no peeing in wetsuits, in or out of the water. And when someone replied it was common practice in diving, especially due to the need to stay hydrated between dives, the captain said with great emphasis, that's disgusting. Do you know how many germs and bacteria can breed in your wetsuit? Not because of urine. (laughs) At first, we all thought she was joking. But to our amazement, she was dead serious, says Rentwistle. The second dive on each trip was a shallow one with a bottom time of 60 to 70 minutes. The only way not to pee was to stay unhydrated. Is it unhydrated or dehydrated? They would end up being dehydrated because, because of they were unhydrated. Because they were unhydrating themselves. Is it unhydrating or it's run hydrated? <laughs> so they had, they they sent this story. The guy sent this story, and it goes on and on, and and talks about the shop and everything, and. Uh, after Undercurrent published it, they got a, a steady stream of these comments that came in. One guy says, uh, you know, as a physician and diving instructor, I feel compelled to address some of Mr. Neal's aesthetic points. Urine is sterile. If it were not, we would all have urinary, kidney, bladder, and prostate infections. Truth, for the most part. Unless you do have an infection, then it's not sterile. But most normal people walking around have sterile urine. The human mouth harbors more numerous and more toxic bacteria than the urinary tract. Divers are a spitting group. We spit when we climb on board, when we have something in our regulators to clear out, and so on. Perhaps this habit needs to be banned as well. It's a slippery slope you climb when you start banning urine in your wetsuits. (laughs) Another... uh, commenter said that scuba shack can make the rule and customers can agree but when the urge to pee hits all rules are off yeah what are you gonna do (laughs) now let me just say that as a as a dive shop professional myself for many many years there's a routine that occurs on on monday afternoon after checkout dives post 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 weekend weekend, right yeah and most people finish their dive they throw all that shit in the trunk of the car Mm -hmm. They leave it in there to bake in the summer sun, evening heat. Get it back Monday Drive to, after, drive to work mm-hmm. on Monday and they leave it steaming in the sun because they're parked in the middle of the parking lot at work. And they come rolling into the dive shop in the evening to return their rental gear. And when you grab that suit to fold it, you can tell. unfold it, and, <laughs> and open it up inside out to hang up to yeah. fully dry, there's, there's no smell. Is <laughs> Infuriating. Steamy urine. <laughs> now let me ask you, if the word was in infuriating. infuriating, you wouldn't understand. It's a ridiculous word. So infuriating as the stench of a of a peed in wetsuit that's just sitting and stewing in the filth. Now that is a disgusting mess. No doubt about it. It is. So if you're gonna piss in your wetsuit, rinse it out. Rinse the goddamn thing out. It's not that hard. 
actually just take it off and throw it back in the water. Yeah. You know, run, run it through the water. Don't hate it times. back to the dive shop guy like that, for crying out loud. I agree on that. There are other options for relieving oneself. Captain Charlie provides a working head, and Captain Valerie gives clear instructions how to use it after she tells everyone about the no-peeing rule. Perhaps once underwater, the urge to urinate increases, but still, if a full-grown man in fit condition to dive can't hold it in for the 70 minutes he is underwater, then perhaps he ought to see a doctor, says this Jenna Jackson who wrote in. Second, every captain has the right to make his or her own policies regarding their boat. Captain Charlie stated his reasons for enforcing the no-peeing rule and provided an alternative. His rule seems reasonable. You have given readers the completely wrong idea about scuba shack. Hmm. And um, I, in in some ways, I can I can see, I, I can, I can see Jenna's point and in, in, in what she was saying. No doubt about it. Because I've been on the receiving end of having to take that suit back from somebody and go, "Oh my God, are you kidding me?" I'm with you, and and I do get both sides, but. I but, I fall to the side of listen. Fifty two minutes into this seventy minute dive. Yeah, you got to pee, right? And uh, it hurts to move my legs. To I'm not swim. having fun. No, I'm not having fun. I'm taking a piss. And you can jump in the water not having to pee. If you're fully hydrated, that immersion syndrome hits you. You feel the urge to go. You got to go. Now you can go around trying to hold it just so that the dive shop doesn't have to deal with it but you can still clean out the wet come on give me a break yeah. it's just it's sterile urine in a wilderness first aid class you the drink instructor it. talk to bear grills man <laughs> not bear gills bear grills bitches what if his name was bear gills that would be ridiculous <laughs> if he was a diver actually yeah, that be, might be it might, one might work if actually if, if but my his name, name was... would be brer gills <laughs> <laughs> While discussing irrigation to severe wounds referenced in the Army's field maintenance advocacy of using urine to flush wounds if no other sterile fluid is available, the idea of peeing into a chest wound sounds gross. But if the wound, but if the wound must be flushed and there is no other reliable sterile fluid, pee on it. There is a natural seepage of seawater through even the best wetsuits. A few minutes of active fitting will flush out nearly all of the pee. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to generate a puddle of urine on his pristine decks. If Scuba Shack has decent rinse facilities, there should be no problem with odor. Best advice, stop endangering your clients with dehydration or the risk of a burst bladder. I would just go for the discomfort angle. Like, come on. Yeah, They're yeah. here to have a good time. If you've I mean, got the, 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 in my opinion, the conversation should be: there's no peeing allowed in our wetsuits. The conversation is: if you pee in my wetsuit, don't tell me. You that. better clean the damn thing out before you hand it yeah, to me. Just please, go or rinse it off. I'm gonna bully whip you with a goddamn snorkel. Yeah, I'm gonna beat you with the business end <laughs> of a dry snorkel. But I'm gonna err to the side of we don't. I shouldn't say err, but I'm gonna fall on the side of. Uh, Let's not bully the paying customers at all. You know, start telling them ridiculous rules. You know, we realize that people gotta gotta pee when they hit the water. You gotta stay hydrated. So, if you find that you need to relieve yourself in our wetsuit, rinse it off. Much appreciated. There's rinsing facilities. Yes. That's all you gotta say. Yeah, thank you. I don't think you gotta be uh, you know, militaristic about it. And I'm a militaristic guy. I like I like that kind of approach, but. Now, one more person who's actually from from our area in Michigan wrote in saying, I had to laugh at the ignorance of the Scuba Shack staff. As the president of my daughter's preschool, I had to deal with the safe handling of toddlers' pee and poop. I don't think we've ever mentioned poop on Great Dive Podcast, and I figured this was a perfect time. I don't know. Perfect episode to... We're not going to pass up the opportunity to talk about shit when hmm. we're dealing with somebody giving us a hard time about name mispronunciations. We parents agreed in an open meeting that urine was sterile, while handling poop needed training with caution. For the first 30 years of my diving, I worried about peeing. When I became a father and Mr. Mom and changed thousands of diapers, the subject became a lot less important. To answer Captain Valerie's question, do you know how many germs and bacteria can breed in your wetsuit? I believe that it depends on the situation of the local Maui seawater reduced by the action of the pea. 
So give up your no-peeing rule or place prominent notice of this silly rule on your website because this is an uncommon rule. By not stating it before people commit to their resources to come dive a scuba shack, you make yourself vulnerable to damages that a customer might incur in a last-minute cancellation. This guy uh, sent this email that he sent into Undercurrent. He also sent it directly to Captain Neal uh, at the scuba shack. Emailed it to them as well. (laughs) And the captain replied back to him and then he forwarded <laughs> his reply back and the, so the captain of his boat said dude it stinks <laughs> p stinks if you would like to come use a wetsuit that a plethora of people have pissed in we have a list of shops that have them for your use <laughs> i'm not on that list don't pee in my cars, my pants, my beds, on my carpets and rugs, my hot tub, my swimming pool, my wetsuit. You, you feel free. You just don't come out with us and piss yourself. Sorry, we run a clean crowd. Ay, ay, ay. So you know this guy's taken back yeah. one too many pissed in wetsuits. Yeah. And, I, and he's just so pissed off. Forgive now, the pun. I had a yeah. <laughs> he's no pissed off, literally. And I had a a guy that worked at my shop like twenty years ago. That same thing, like he ended up printing this long piece of paper about if you piss in your wetsuit, how to clean it out. Yeah, you know, in like every other sentence had an exclamation point yeah you know some of them two <laughs> the last one three you know <laughs> and, like would hand it out on fluorescent paper to everybody that, mm-hmm. that rented gear and you know it was the first thing that they crumbled up and threw away yeah well uh, but the discussion should be in class there should be a discussion of don't avoid the topic it right. should be a good conversation of, we talk about it in the yeah, classes i yeah. thought you're gonna piss in your wetsuit and you do wash your just stuff. wash it yeah I don't think you, it's really it difficult to, the, to that's avoid. Very, yeah. very uncool, right? It's like returning your rental car just with Crap full of garbage and mm-hmm. shit and and food bags and empty pop bottles and cans mm-hmm. and like who would do that? What kind of a monster would do that? A monster. What kind of a monster would return a suit full of pee? Probably the same kind of person that would mispronounce your name and not no, no, not care no, about no, it. No, no, change it to somebody who <laughs> the same person who would, who would complain about a mispronounce something <laughs> okay. as trivial as okay. a mispronounce something like that. Uh, so who would uh, who would do that? Probably the same kind of person that would complain about mispronouncing their last name. Yeah, like like come on, come on, give me a break. Everybody does it. Undercurrent goes on to print an article about warming up your wetsuit. the The official protocol. For the socially conscious. Okay. A while back, we discovered a piece in the San Diego Divers Log entitled, To Piddle or Not to Piddle. Nice accent. (laughs) That is the question. We've always had a warm spot in our wetsuit for Southern California divers, and now we know why. We've taken the liberty to expand their brief tome, adding a few drops in our own fluid thought. Adding a few drops of our own fluid thoughts. To many new divers, it may come as quite a shock when a fellow diver suggests that the solution to a full bladder while dressed in a wetsuit is simply to empty the bladder. That is, while one is underwater. But it doesn't take long for the novice to realize that trekking back to shore, undressing, relieving himself, and returning to the water is excessive. Furthermore, when a cold diver learns that by not controlling his bladder underwater, he can, in fact, cut his chill. Is he not controlling, or is he actually controlling it and purposefully? Right. Thank you very much. He tends to give in on his impulse and warm up a bit. It's not uncommon for old-timers to load up with coffee, tea, soups, and other liquids prior to a dive to ensure a high rate of urine production to keep warm. True facts. Old timers, eh? Old timers know the secret to uh, getting rid of the mid-dive chill. The old salts out there peeing, peeing in the wetsuits. That's what they do. You know, here's here's the thing. 
You go to Navy dive school. Do you think they're having this conversation? They're, here's what they're saying. Hell Wash no. your goddamn suit out. It's just like we don't go around squirting fucking defog in our mask. We got defog in our mouth all day long, every day. So you you're know not going to. You, you know there's more bacteria in your spit that you're using defog. Why don't you just piss in your mask? Game on. There you go. <laughs> so I'm going to start doing that. Let's start doing that. Let's start teaching it. Let's start teaching <laughs> pissing in your mask. TGDP listeners, when you um, actually we could sell some we, defog that's basically pit pee. Well, when you uh, <laughs> when you defog your mask, give a little like a just a little fake pee squirt, like 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 like, like <laughs> so Make that noise. Out of, so like out of the corner of somebody's eye, they would see. Did that guy just pee in his mask? It's the best way to defog. That's when you start start spreading <laughs> the rumor. And then, and then you throw your mask, give it a little quick rinse, put it on, go. Best defog out, my man. I think uh, th- I think that's a great idea. To, let's just track and see how quickly a rumor can turn into actual practice in the general public of scuba diving or the general scuba diving public. Send us your P defog videos. <laughs> it's a great dive podcast. We don't need to see everything. Just uh... of course, newbies can't expect encouragement from dive shops for peeing in a rented wetsuit. Many shopkeepers who rent wetsuits often advise against the practice, claiming that the effect is only temporary and that the diver actually loses some of his body heat, which had been stored as urine. But the facts provide a different argument. Yeah, I was going to say false. Yeah, that's just because they don't want to deal with yeah. pissed-in wetsuits. I, and I, I get it. Everybody but, gets it. Yeah. But just have, like, it's almost worthwhile just to hand everybody a little sample packet Mm-hmm. Of wetsuit cleaner, and at the end of the day, we wash Clean our wetsuits. wetsuits. Yeah. It's not that difficult. Bring them back, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: most of the wetsuits coming back on Monday are from checkout dives uh, yeah. over the weekend, right. right? Have the instructors just listen? Rental suit people, take your suits off, go back to the water with your bathing suit on. Back to the water, get it in the water, and rinse. At least do that rinse right there. Right. Takes a couple of minutes. Even, most of them don't even do that. Yeah, like I know. Up, like well, that's here, what I mean. If in, you don't do that, you up definitely here in this can area, tell. right? Not only do you get the 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 still damp and wet, pissed in wetsuit being returned, it was dropped on the ground three or yeah, four times. You know, muddy. before it went into yeah. the trunk and was thrown in the back, and it's covered in mud and rocks as well. Right. If you're that guy, well, that person needs to turn off our show right now. <laughs> Stop listening. Yes. That's go, the kind go, of guy that go would... Go walk into the bathroom <laughs> and look at yourself in the mirror. That's the kind of guy that would complain about mispronouncing a last name. Something like that. Same guy that's, that's returning a wetsuit like that. That's... Covered in urine. Come on, man. Come on. We're better than this. Be civilized. First, liquid has a much greater heat capacity than does its equivalent volume of gas. Second, the volume of urine produced is controlled by the level of antidiuretic hormone, ADH, ADH, secreted into the bloodstream. The more ADH produced, the less urine. Third, a cold environment has an effect similar to that of ingesting alcohol. The body inhibits the production of ADH and more urine is produced. Most divers wonder why they feel the urge so often when diving. A lower level of ADH is the answer. Fourth, the body must burn up enough energy to maintain a constant body temperature in the cold environment. The more mass that must be heated to prevent chilling, the more energy is required. Therefore, when one urinates underwater, he is reducing his mass by the amount of expelled urine. This, in turn, results in having to expend less energy to keep his body warm. It's pretty simple. You know, your body is keeping the urine warm in your body, not the urine keeping your body warm. Right. Okay? So let's just get that straight. That's why when it goes out, it'll warm up your exterior a little bit. But it's not Correct. It's not taking... Yeah. It's, it's not just, taking heat away from your like body. It's just like the water in the, the water in the wetsuit isn't keeping you warm. Your body, body is, is warming keeping... the water. Thank and you. And you're trying to keep the wetsuit on to, to keep that water from leaving. Yes, a very minimal amount of water is easy to keep warm. So 
yeah, people say ridiculous things. I remember one instructor talking about lactic acid. You get it from milk. Don't don't drink milk before diving because you don't want to cramp up from buildup of lactic acid. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Because lactic is not lactose. Lactic acid, true, is a byproduct of muscle metabolism. Get back to get back to peeing in a wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> now, in addition, the warm urine has a temporary warming effect on the exterior of the body. So if you want a little extra warmth, just respond to the urge. However, let us suggest that you follow a few basic rules. Never. No, wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Always. (laughs) My grandpa told me something about peeing in a wetsuit one time. He said. I think you should let everyone else know that you're peeing in the wetsuit. So, like, take your rag out of your mouth and smile at them. Wink, smile, or make the hand signal. The universal international signal for I'm peeing in my wetsuit. Which is, you guys know which that? everybody knows is the index finger pointing at your pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> and smile and wink. <laughs> now be aware of who you do that to because you might be giving the wrong, wrong it's impression. Easier, it's easier on a dry suit because you got that external discharge. Yes. Well, it's pretty you, obvious you're when you're down there. Yeah. yeah. And them. then, uh, you know, everybody's got the buddy that they that they pick on that you always swim over top of. And pee. Open up your pee valve. That's always a I good. Gotcha. That's always great on the video. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> what are you doing? He's swimming, and then the guy's holding the camera right by his head, uh-huh. and he's like smiling and waving, thinking the guy's taking a video of him, but it's, <laughs> but it's really me opening peeing. my pee valve <laughs> next to that's his head. That's just not very nice. That's and, like and that's then insulting. They, and, and then they never. But they don't realize it because then you just go back to the dive. Mm-hmm. And then later when we're watching and they're all excited for the, the part of the video where they're in there smiling yeah. and waving and then they see. That is cinematic glory. Glory in, unless you're and the then, guy getting peed And then peed we all on. laugh <laughs> and cheers. Except, except for the guy getting peed <laughs> except on. Except for that guy. Go on. <laughs> and why is he that guy? He mispronounced the name. <laughs> All he did was mispronounce the name. <laughs> or did he complain about mispronouncing? He's the he's the all he did was complain about mispronouncing a name. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's what, what happened. You get. That's what you get, man. There's an unspoken rule in the scuba community. What gets mispronounced in the scuba community stays mispronounced in the scuba community. It's like Las Vegas. I mean, you know. You know that's how it goes. You know you have a real buddy when something bothers you and it comes out that it bothers you and they never let it end. That's a sign that they that's a sign that they really love you. Exactly. Just continue to drive the point home. I love that. It's like, you know, it's like buddies on the rugby team. You know that they get some stupid nickname. And then as soon as you go, no, I don't want that to be my nickname. Now it's your nickname. You're never going to lose that nickname, right? You know what I mean? It's the same thing in the military. Never show that something's getting under your skin. Right. Because once it does. (laughs) Once it does, you're never going to get away from it, They're not going to just put it under the skin a little. They're going to drive it under your entire body skin. It's going to be part of your being. So... You just never make a big deal out of it. I don't know. Is this something that... Are, are we just tougher because we're we're older? Like the the young kids nowadays, they, no, they don't know how to deal with this stuff. No. They've just been too used to. Well, when you're given to... a safe space to go to, every time somebody looks at you wrong, right, and it's interpreted as a he's being a meanie. <laughs> well, what do you what do you think's gonna that becomes a crutch, and you're gonna live there, and now you don't have any friends because you're just a you're always complaining, whether it's you know. Somebody's peeing in my wet Here suit. Here we go again. Or somebody mispronounced my name. And again. Jeez. <laughs> well, now we're going to just like, hey, he seems to like that little safe space corner. Let's just keep doing it to him. <laughs> so here's a couple rules from Undercurrent. One, one should not urinate in his wetsuit while on board a dive boat. This is especially true if he's wearing only a wetsuit top. <laughs> <laughs> It's true yet if the beaver tail is not fastened. 
New York divers may have their own standard of acceptable behavior. <laughs> now, I have not never seen that personally, but I could I can visualize. You know, I always feel a little weird, like when when you're in a dry suit and you're all zipped up and hooked up. You go and find a private space. To, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to just open up the valve and start whizzing on, right on the deck of the boat. Although you do have that luxury in a dry suit. But I have been talking to you, and I'm like, and you have a weird look on your face. I'm like, what the hell? And then I look down, and you can hear, you know, are you pissing? I am. Eh. I am. But we're but we're standing, you know, you know right? On you're, shore, on shore, you're on their shore at the quarry or yeah, something. Yeah. But when a man's got to go, a man's got to go. True. I I understand that. I understand that. And it is no fun to like have to get out of your dry suit once you're in it to you, unzip, get it out. You know, I told all the you. Seals and I told you ten minutes ago I had to piss. Now you're on a, a third <laughs> tangent of the story you're telling me. I'm just going, man. I'm just going. <laughs> yes. One should not urinate underwater in the presence of marine biologists. The resultant thermocline will only cause their hearts to flutter as they believe they have <laughs> discovered new substrata hot water vents. And within seconds, they will no doubt embolize while dreaming of grants from <laughs> NOAA for further study. It's, uh, it's a, quite a stretch there. Three, one should not force urination. The resultant jaw pressure can cause one to bite off the nubs on one's regulator mouthpiece. Hmm. Um, I find it I, difficult I've, I've, to go underwater, period. It, That's unless me. I really got to go. So yes. I would agree. You, you don't want to force it. Well, the reality of that was uh, they're making a joke, but yeah. don't just go willy-nilly because you, cause you want to go. Like when, when the pressure builds up enough that it's going to flow freely, That's right, and in and and beat the pressure <laughs> and beat the squeeze of the suit yeah. and the tightening of the the restriction of the suit that you get in the crotch from uh, the, the the air <laughs> kind of squirting up as you make your giant stride entry and you got all that working against you. If you try to force it, it could be kind of painful. So, but once you just relax and it just starts flowing, you may it starts yeah. flowing. You may you know, actually you're not going to have to worry about it uh, trying to go when you got to right. Go. Well, I think if you try too hard, you have the opposite effect. In other words, you won't be able to go. Right. And it'll get more painful. It's just like you say, it's just got to be free. It's just got to go freely. IP freely. <laughs> In other words. <laughs> I can't even remember that joke. I just remember that punchline of it. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a, like a crank call from the Simpsons joke, I believe. Okay. Well, the like Simpsons, he calls I think, up, he calls pre- up. that's it's, an old, uh, right, old it's an old one, but he yeah. like, calls up. I'm looking for Mr. Freely, <laughs> Mr. I.P. Freely. <laughs> is, he, is he there? And uh, Mo is like, hey, everybody, I.P. Freely. <laughs> and everybody, ah! Okay. I think that's how that goes. I could be wrong. Well, I.P. Freely, But, but yes, just yes, how you so, did yeah. the I.P. Freely okay. is, is good. We could just cut it right there. I.P. Freely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I don't know if anybody, any young people will remember that, but maybe. One should not urinate in the presence of a professional photographer. Oh, never. <laughs> if the thermocline is visible to the naked eye. <laughs> <laughs> you can no, you can see the the the, the, oh, the little wavy lines, the wa- wavy yeah, lines yeah. of the water of the of the urine mixing mm-hmm. with the with the water. I thought he was talking maybe it's really a dark yellow or, or the uh, or the strong temperature difference. If it's visible to the naked eye, it certainly will be captured in the photo, which may someday appear on the pages of National Geographic magazine. Hmm. <laughs> People like what's that uh, little waviness? It looks a little out of focus. His partner peed. Explain that one in the caption. (laughs) (laughs) Next is cut your chill at the beginning and midpoint of a dive, not the end. To give the seawater ample opportunity to dilute the urine. Pulling off a smelly suit in public is unacceptable social behavior. No matter how solid your friendship with your buddy. That's a good rule. That's a really good rule. 
Yeah. And if you're trying to pick up the cute chick, yeah, you know, uh, across the boat on yes. the other side, and uh, you, you, you pull you off your suit and it's full of stinking piss. Guess what, dude? She's going home with a dive master, exactly. not you. She's going, yeah, she's going to go with the guy who's wearing Old Spice. Right. Not Old Piss. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That's why Jamesy and Brando always have a bottle of Old, Old Spice, Spice in, our, in our It's in our bags. side pocket. I keep it in my left pocket. I've got, I've got, got spare my mask spare mask. I've got my, uh, my marker bag all rigged up and a small bottle of Old Spice. Do not eat asparagus prior to a dive. That's just nasty. If your olfactory glands are not sufficiently sensitive to understand this, ask around until you find a friend who will share such private information. Yeah, you don't. You don't want the... That's nasty. You don't want to take the asparagus whiz. No, that's nasty. I don't know if I've said You don't this, want to but... be overly... <laughs> Pungent. Consuming... <laughs> yeah. That's just wrong. I guess you have to address it, but I think it's pretty common knowledge and should probably go without saying to a certain extent is don't drink a lot of liquids to, so that you just pee clear water. For clear water, part. yes. Coffee, water, 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 coffee, water, water, water. You're golden. Yeah, if you're peeing, <laughs> Forget if the you're peeing stinky, dehydrated... Miller High Life and uh, and and a half a pot of coffee. Well, I don't know if you, you can be that's, uh, dehydrated with Miller High Life. I don't think you can. I mean, if that's all I like Miller High Life, I'm it's a champagne that, of beers. If, if that's you? all you've used to hydrate in the last twelve hours is Miller High Life and then a Why half a pot you? of coffee in the morning. <laughs> it's not going to be a good piss either. If you would have said maybe old style <laughs> or Blatz, Blatz. I know Blatz is making a comeback. PBR made a comeback, and I, I think they're still riding their wave. But I like uh, the champagne of beers, personally. So a, I'm not a big beer fan, usually. I'm a, more of a, a fine wine. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. I know you are. But, uh, but, uh, I, but I enjoy a, the occasional A cold, a cold crisp man. lager on a, on a hot, summery day. Is High Life a lager? I don't think it's a Pilsner. It's what a, is it? It's a champagne of beers. It is the champagne of beers, and that's why... I, that's why I like it. <laughs> Lastly, one should not urinate in the presence of a damselfish. Damsels nip at any intrusion. If they're nipping at your knees and you spring a warm water intrusion on them, they will change targets quicker than a cowboy with a cattle prod, my man. Hmm. I've never heard of that one either. <laughs> cowboy with a cattle prod. There went your willy. <laughs> well... Speaking of that, wasn't there a recent story in the news about a, a I mean, this was on the ra- our radio, the mainstream morning show radio, the guy who got, he was diving naked and got it bit by like a parrotfish or something. I recently heard the guy who stuck his willy in the giant clam. That, maybe that's what I'm that's thinking what you're of. That's what you thinking of. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was a giant fish that got him. I was, and I, all I could think of was parrotfish because they got the... Uh, Woo, you got that beak. Nippers, that yeah. That would be good. Yeah. But, yeah, it was. He, That's he why put it's it easier in the for clan. women to do the naked 100 than it is men. Oh, yeah. Men are swimming around with a little lure oh, hanging between their legs. Where they can't, you're living uh, dangerously. <laughs> you're, you're living, living You're living on, the, on a sharp edge. You, you know, a very sensitive bait there. Very sensitive. That would hurt. I, I don't even like to think about it. When I heard the story, I'm just like, first of all, I was going, Why? Why would he do this? And he, he's young, and they interviewed him. He's like, I'm trying to make a joke, you know. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> That's a bad joke. That's like as bad as complaining about mispronouncing, mispronouncing, <laughs> mispronouncing your last name. Yes. So to to everybody that doesn't understand the the jokes, we uh, we we did mispronounce a, the name of one of our buddies at Dive Alaska, and uh, we were giving him a hard time this whole episode. And, Rightfully uh, so. And probably will continue to do so. Yes. <laughs> okay, anyways, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to us talk about pissing in wetsuits today. Well, I think this is uh, probably one of the more informative uh, episodes. Actually, I think it 
no doubtably is. This Some is a etiquette? this is a question that a lot of divers have that have been diving for years that really don't know the true honest etiquette of this procedure. And I think more instructors out there need to have this rather frank conversation with your students of peeing in your wetsuit is totally a normal thing. It's hard but to you got to clean your shit. Yes. You can't give a peed in wetsuit back to somebody else to deal with. You're preaching to the choir. Preach it, though. Preach it. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> Just in the name of Jesus, <laughs> rinse out your goddamn wetsuits. Exactly. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> we'll be passing around the collection plate. Please donate. The, uh, the, Lord, the, Lord needs, the Lord needs to buy a new dry suit. <laughs> and he's asked me to wear it, people, brothers and sisters. So... Send in your donations to Patreon. Send in your donations to PayPal to the Great Die Podcast. Church of the Great Die Podcast, people. In the name of our Lord. In the name of our Lord, Ron Francher. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Safe diving. <laughs>